Hey guys, before we get started, happy holidays. We really appreciate everybody, especially around this time of year when it's all about family. And you know what? You guys are part of the Launchpad podcast family, so we really appreciate you. I know we say it every episode, but believe us when we say we love hearing from you guys. We love the input from our fans. We love that you are following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod and hitting up our website, launchpadpod.com. It is so important to have fans as passionate as you guys. It's amazing that we have people all over the world listening to the Launchpad podcast, hitting us up, letting us know what they like, telling their friends about us. We are growing every month and it is all because of fans like you. We cannot appreciate it enough. So to show our appreciation, we are doing a lazy ass Christmas episode by re-releasing old episodes that I know our hardcore fans have listened to, but maybe some of our new fans haven't. But to tell you the truth, it has been super busy. I am getting back from Atlanta. I've been working on The Walking Dead. Season 10 of The Walking Dead has been amazing. But moving back to Los Angeles to work on post to finish up the show to make sure that The Walking Dead family has some amazing content. It's been kind of tough to work on the podcast. So this week we drove back. My wife and I, my wife, oh my God, Kate drove all the way across country while I caught up on some sleep. Well, we listened to some podcasts, but Matt and I are back in the same town. We are going to be making episodes, doing interviews live, being together. We're going to have some amazing stuff coming up. But this week, just landing in Los Angeles, trying to get things together, it's been really tough. So we decided to re-engineer some of the audio from an older episode so it sounds a lot better than it ever did in the past and some funny stuff. It's a PSA that we did <laughs> talking about how if you are a child who sees your parents bone Santa Claus, you are guaranteed to be a serial killer. And talking about some of our favorite Christmas songs, favorite Christmas movies, and especially favorite Christmas horror movies. This is a classic episode. Super fun, but it is a little bit older. It is a re-release, but it's, it's what we could do in the time that we got. So we really appreciate you guys understanding. We really appreciate you guys still listening in and Guarantee you, we got some fun stuff coming up. Tomorrow, we are doing an amazing interview with the guy who created V. That is right, the original reptilian alien invasion miniseries V. We are talking to the writer and director, the creator, Ken Johnson. And that is just a taste of some of the awesome stuff we have coming up. We are going to do an Elf on the Shelf episode talking about that creepy little guy you may have seen on social media that we are looking for Elf on the Shelf stories. If you have a funny Elf on the Shelf stories, do you do it at your home? Did you do it as a kid? Did your parents do Elf on the Shelf? Did it creep you out? Are you doing it now that you have kids? Are you creeping your kids out? Let us know. We are collecting Elf on the Shelf stories to do for this holiday season. So hit us up on social media or go to our website and leave us a message. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Launchpad Pod. Let us know about your Elf on the Shelf stories. Yeah, we got a lot of fun stuff planned now that we're in the same town, but. To get things kicked off, here is a PSA followed by an amazing holiday discussion about our favorite creepy Christmas movies, songs, whatever you got. Hope you guys enjoy it. Parents, this Christmas, are you looking forward to Santa Claus coming down your chimney? Wink, wink. Well, before you get kinky with the man with the bag, stop. Observe your surroundings and make sure that no children are watching. Hollywood scientific research has proven that any child seeing a cavorting clause has a 100% chance of becoming a serial killer. Be sure to check on stairs. 
and around corners, behind curtains. Once you make sure the area is clear of any peeping children, you may continue to get on the nice list by getting naughty. So we thank you for doing your part in preventing more serial killers. This message is brought to you by the Launchpad Podcast. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Alright, welcome to the Launchpad Pod. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. Matt, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Rooms. I came in, Rumi's wearing a, which I love, a t-shirt that looks like a sweater. Oh, and I just noticed that two reindeers directly in the center of the shirt are humping. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just notice yeah, that? Just, as I would say that sentence, <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. That's my holiday sweater. Yeah, it's definitely getting into the spirit, dude. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are here doing the Launchpad podcast. We are two yep. roomies who haven't lived together in... 10 years. 10 plus years. (laughs) So you might hear us call each other Rumi. Old habits die hard, right? (laughs) Yeah. We're here. We're going to do a a fun episode today. We're kind of getting in the Christmas spirit. We're recording. We got a Christmas, a big Christmas tree right behind Rumi. Mm -hmm. A spider? It looks like a gingerbread spider. There's spiders. There's octopuses on there. There's crampi on there. You know, like a Christmas tree. You know, like the plural for Krampus. Yeah, so we're kind of getting in the spirit here. We wanted to talk about some Christmas stuff. Rumi, what do you want to talk about? Well, you're a Christmas guy, Matt. You like Christmas? Yes, very much. I like Christmas too, but but I have to get something out in the open real early in the Christmas episode. Okay. I loathe Christmas music. I feel like that's okay. It surprises me because, you, first of all, you loathe so little. Yeah. And second of all, Christmas music is like so fun, and I picture that you're this big puppy that I think you'd like it. The best way to explain it is I, I was in a choir for many years as a kid. Me, 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 me. <laughs> yeah, I was a cool kid. Cool, cool. And we sang a lot of Christmas songs. So mm-hmm. every year that got a little tiresome. Okay. Have you ever worked in a store that had a loop of music? Yeah. And Absolutely. It just, just drives into your skull. Sure. That's true. Yeah. I, I kind of feel that way about Christmas music. It's the same 25 songs, different artists. Granted, right. Right. But it's the same songs just on a loop throughout the entire month of December. And I don't know if it's just like w- what it is, but it's just immediately just starts to get, get worse when I hear it. I get that. I, I totally get that. I it's mean, tough. It's tough. Cause my wife loves Christmas music and Bing Crosby is awesome. You know, great. And, and the thing is, it's not, they're, they're not bad songs. It's just like, I've heard them so many times that it's starting to just like grind on my head. Sure. Sure. I get that. <laughs> the real tragedy though, is because you hate Christmas songs, Santa Claus hates you and you get less presents. <laughs> like true. that's for damn sure. You turn that shit off. You turn on like my cat Metallica or something. He's like, all right, that's fine. You do you, brother. Naughty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely on the naughty list. I mean, how many times can you hear King Wenzel Sloss before you want to like shoot yourself? What the fuck is that? Dun, 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 dun. On the feast of Stephen. Dun, dun, no, no, dun, that's dun, a stu- dun, dun, Oh, here, maybe that's the problem. Crispin maybe even. you're listening to stupid ones. You need to listen to. You're listening to like the, the off-brand 99 cent store version of Christmas songs. You got to listen to like, what about like Jingle Bell Rock? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah. I mean, that that's a little bit okay. But still, I've heard that song a million times. And what it's, about Burl Ives stuff? 
I mean, uh, probably fine. I can't pinpoint a Burl Ives song, but I like I like Burl Ives. Uh, he did. Um, um, I mean, how many times do you want to hear Santa Baby? Zero, zero times. That creeps yeah. me out. There's a couple songs. All that, I want for Christmas is my two. That's fine because you're like, oh, it's this stupid kid who like. Yeah. Oh, but that first uh, of all, missing the point of Christmas, right? Yeah. Your teeth will grow back, you moron. <laughs> Ask for a Star Wars Darth that's a Star playset. Can you imagine Santa though? He's like, "Woo, that's a freebie. I'll get you some teeth. I'll get you two teeth this afternoon. Come here, elves." Just like yanks out their teeth and they're like, "Here you go, idiot. Have fun with those teeth. Get those in your head." <laughs> I like Christmas music. I actually yeah. like Christmas music a lot, but I think it depends on like where I'm at in the holiday. Like this holiday. It, truth be told, I don't feel very Christmassy, and the music is not helping us. Why? Because it's eighty degrees and Los Angeles is <laughs> on fire. Is, yeah, our, our city is literally burning. It just no this like this year. It's just been so freaking hectic. Everything's been crazy. I haven't had time to like enjoy the holiday aspect of it. Yeah. I just started really listening to some Christmas music, and I very quickly, like you said, even the ones that I like that I just named, like the artists and the songs that I like. I very quickly got tired of, but there are definitely some that like, even on a great Christmassy day, I'm not down with Santa baby is one of them. Yeah. There's maybe one or two versions that I could stomach one or two times mm -hmm. for the entirety of the holiday. Yeah. Otherwise it's just like, there's one part where she says something about think of all the fun I've missed. Think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed Time out. You're explaining to Santa that you're not a slut and you want something for that. I'm not going to shame her. She can she, she can be a slut, but you're not getting rewarded for not slutting. Like I have nothing. Sluts out there. Sluts listening to the launch man. You do you, girl. But like, don't expect to like put whoring down for a minute and get more presents. Like, first of all, he's Santa Claus. He's not going to be hip to that. He's like, you've been banging guys left and right. Now for this month, you're being good. So you want fucking a, a deed to a platinum mind? Get the fuck out of here. You want a Cadillac? What? Get, because you didn't kiss people? Like, no. <laughs> Keep it in your pants, Madonna. <laughs> that one I don't like. For a slightly different reason, I don't like I Saw Mommy sit Kissing Santa Claus. And me and my wife have very different takeaways from that song. My wife sees that song as a cute thing where a boy sees his father dressed up like Santa Claus kissing the mom. I see the beginning of a failed marriage. I see the beginning <laughs> of a gnarly horror movie. <laughs> that is how almost every Christmas horror movie starts. Christmas sure. Evil starts up right That's there. That's true. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get well, to that. It's true. But like she, my wife says, no, Santa in that song is the father. And I'm like, no, Santa is Santa. Yeah. His dad's like in prison or something. <laughs> <laughs> and when his dad gets out, man, he's going to find out. His dad is in prison for killing the last woman who cheated on him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's about to tell his dad. Yeah. He says something like that. But he says it's like, what a laugh it would have been if dad, no, who's laughing? Dad's getting a shotgun. That's because kids don't know because kids are stupid. <laughs> Kids don't know better. They're asking for teeth. They're asking for something that literally they will grow. <laughs> He's asking for teeth. Like, 
I, is it the same kid you think? He's like, Dear Thana, can I have some teeth? Stop fucking my mom. And oh boy, daddy's going to love this. His, his Christmas list and Leatherface Sawyer's Christmas list are the same. <laughs> I want some teeth. Uh, can I get some teeth? I also haven't kissed a lot of boys. <laughs> Man, we are just really upending this holiday. We have not even gotten to what we wanted to talk about yet. Well, I, I got I got one, and I know you and I started this conversation, but a Christmas song that I think you'll agree we are not into, mm-hmm. and it's the creepiness of Baby It's Cold Outside. Okay. The other two songs, the three songs that we just mentioned that we don't like, that's one thing. But Baby It's Cold Outside, that is the Christmas defense or response to no means no. It's like Pepe Le Pew wrote a song. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can just imagine this creepy skunk mofo, like, spiking this chick's drink. He it literally, hey, what's in this drink? Sure. It's a line in That's the song. That's a line in the song, right. Oh, nothing, Rufy's drink up. Like, what the fuck? Do you think <laughs> that the mommy kissing Santa Claus and Santa Claus from that song are the same? What if all these songs are the, about the same situation? Oh. Do you, no. All right, so here's the question I guess I have for you. Yeah. Do you want to sing it or do you want to just read the words like a transcript, like it's court? Because I think if you read the words, it sounds like she's trying to get out of there. I really can't stay. But baby, it's cold outside. Got to go away. But baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been. Been hoping you drop in. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> Oh my lord. We were getting into it too. Yeah, I had a little bounce in my step. You totally did. And my shirt's off, so. <laughs> Cha-ching. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Meanwhile, Aaron's son is walking down the stairs. He does not know what song to sing. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, for our listeners, I don't have a son. Don't worry. <laughs> He's not exposed. Don't worry. Whatever's going on in here is just between two consenting adults, two consenting roommates. <laughs> well, this song, uh, creepy as it is, yeah. is not the creepiest thing about Christmas. It's not the scariest thing about Christmas. And I got to tell you, as much as I do love me some Christmas music, yeah. the thing I love the most about Christmas mm-hmm, presents. Aside- <laughs> No, Ruby, I was a bad kid. I never got presents. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite part about Christmas, Ruby? Christmas movies, dude. Hell uh, Like, yes. absolutely up and down. Yep. There's ones that I grew up with. There's ones that I watched, uh, like, in college or after. There's ones that, like, now my wife has introduced and has become a tradition that I never saw before. Really, I was dating her. Yeah. Um, I love them. There's good ones. There's bad ones. What's your What's your favorite Christmas movie? Probably, probably a Christmas story. If I could only watch one. Me too. Is it, dude? I love Christmas story. And I didn't see that till probably high school. Oh, really? And like, I just couldn't. It's so heartfelt. It's so. It, it probably is my favorite comedy as well. I think it is. It's so funny. Awesome. I love it. I love the dad. The, I love that it takes place in Indiana, so there definitely is like an extra tie-in because I'm from Indiana. Right. You're like, my um, family's stupid like them. Well, <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. Aaron. <laughs> well, and they, they talk about like, it, it's like in where my like grandparents live, like that South Bend, Mishawaka area. Your like, grandparents walked down the street and saw the light? Yeah, the, exactly. Uh, the lamp? The, the lamp, exactly. That could definitely be in like where my parents grew up. It is. It's a hysterical movie. It is. I think it's funny top Scott to bottom. Scott Fargus? Yeah. Like, I mean, I love the narration. I love 
I mean, Ralphie's just awesome. His little brother, like, honestly, his little brother, the voice that like, oh, gee, that's like the internal voice I give my dog. Like to me, that when, is, it's the external voice you give your dog too when ex- you do impressions. Exactly. Of I never put that together, but damn, you're right. It absolutely is the ah oh, gee. See, now it's funny because thinking about it, and this is the first time I guess, I guess I consciously thought about it. I didn't see that till high school. Mm-hmm. I might have seen snippets. I certainly knew what movie it was when it was referenced. Yeah, but I didn't see it till high school. And in high school, I think you've already kind of developed your sense of self, and you're old enough to have a past. Yeah. Whereas when you're a kid. Yes, you've lived days that are not the current day, but it's not a past. You don't look back on him. You don't reflect. Yeah. I'm happy that I didn't see that till high school because when I saw it in high school, I, spoiler alert, kids, didn't believe in Santa Claus and Christmas was not as big a thing as it was when I was a kid, when in high school. So right. that movie kind of like brought it back and was like, ah, it kind of epitomizes childhood to me in addition to being so funny and being a great Christmas movie. You know what I mean? The way Ralphie looks at everything, then the way his brother looks at everything. It's very interesting yeah. to see that. And I think it captures childhood really well. It really does. And I love the exaggeration of like his imagination and mm-hmm. like how crappy like that evil Santa Claus is in that movie when oh, he's yeah. like, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Ho, ho, <laughs> ho. And just kicks him down the slide. Like, I love how exaggerated that moment is. Right. Well, because it's been building for it, the, the whole thing, the whole movie is crafted so well. Yeah. And it really is one of those movies that like every year I watch and I say to myself, like, oh, I'm going to watch this in June. I'm going to yeah. watch it like, hey, because it really, it makes me feel really, really good. That is a great Christmas movie. All right. So Christmas Story is one of your favorites. Yeah. I already said that though. So can, do you have another favorite? Can you tell me another? <laughs> can you go it's tough, way? man. I, I love so many like Elf. I love Harold and Kumar Christmas, which mm-hmm. is, I you know, silly, but I love it. I mean, Scrooge. But I think one of my favorite ones is Die Hard. And it's yeah, funny because everybody talks about Die Hard like you didn't know it was a Christmas movie. Oh, yeah, movie. like you're in the know. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know what my favorite movie is? It's not Rudolph. <laughs> yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, no, everybody treats it like you didn't know. But somebody got me this year with a Christmas movie. They, to- they they did pulled that on me. I was like, that's a Christmas movie? And they're like, yeah. And then they were like, they're in the know. They had that special smile on their face that used to be the Die Hard smile. Ooh. But now it's the Full Metal Jacket smile. <laughs> Full metal jack. Okay, go it ahead. Has, it has a Christmas scene in it. I, I, I mean, I haven't seen this movie in a while. I mean, I like, I love Kubrick. Anything yeah. Kubrick, I'm into. But in Full Metal Jacket, there's a whole Christmas scene. I don't know if that makes it a Christmas movie. What do they do in the scene? Is it like plot essential? No, it's just one of the moments when they're in training or when they're on the battlefield and somebody puts on a Santa hat. Like that's about it. Oh, for that rationale, I would say Jarhead has a huge Christmas scene. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like. <laughs> So these war Christmas movies. <laughs> Whoa, my list is suddenly lacking. <laughs> um, Die Hard is a really good one. Though. Die I really, great. I like, I like that. I remember when I first realized, and I thought I was like, uh, yeah. no one realizes. But it's it's Christmas it's, tree falls over in that movie. Yeah, the Christmas tree falls over. Come out to the coast. We'll have a few laughs. <laughs> I love that movie. It is awesome, um, and it is a fun movie to watch. And also, as much as I love like all the other traditional Christmas movies, yeah. it's kind of nice to break it up to. Yeah. That has, it is a Christmas movie because it takes place during Christmas. And really, a lot of movies I feel like are just put during Christmas time just so that they could be during Christmas time. Right. If that movie, if Nakatomi Towers was attacked at any other time during the year, 
how would he have hidden the gun at the end? <laughs> right? <laughs> it brings up one of the best moments in action movie history, the the slow laugh to try and get everybody yeah, else to laugh. Like, yeah, we've talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> what, we got to do our Die Hard series, man. We have to. We'll do a Die Hard soon. <laughs> <laughs> My wife just chimed in, Mean Girls. <laughs> There's a Christmas movie. Christmas movie. Oh, that's got a good little uh, dance numbers in it. <laughs> Should we do that? I don't know how we could... You and I could replicate that over the Stop microphone. Stop trying to make fetch a thing, Remy. <laughs> How awesome that we've both seen that movie and know it well enough to reference. <laughs> we've done our homework. And ho, ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun. <laughs> I, I was hoping it got here in time. It did not. I bought a t-shirt. Yeah. You know, I like costume t-shirts that look yeah. like you're the superhero or whatever. I got a great t-shirt that has red bloody letters on it. And that's what it says. I, I have one, so cool. but it's in the laundry. So I couldn't <laughs> wear it. I was going to wear it for this. You were like, Ooh, humping reindeers for a John McClane uh, machine gun shirt. I know. It's so good. Oh man. And how good is Alan Rickman in this movie? One of my favorite parts is when he does the American. Oh, you're not one you're of not, them. You're one of them. <laughs> you don't uh. kill me. <laughs> <laughs> what about, I have another good movie that a lot of people probably, probably generally accepted as a Christmas movie, but it's not the first thing you think of. Gremlins. Yeah. But love. I mean, the first of all, the movie's great. Yeah. You had a criticism of it. Yes, I do. I do. It's, it's great. But it was more great back when it first came out when people hadn't seen this level of puppetry. Now there's like 20 minutes of puppets that I'm just like, oh my God, I get it. They do funny things. Get out of this bar scene. And then they go to a movie theater and it's like, oh my God, we get it. They do weird things. Stop. Like I get so bored of just 10 minutes of just gremlins eating popcorn. And there'd be like just puppets. And it's like, it's a scope that had never been shown before, but now it's been done so many times that it gets a little boring to me. Like I don't need to see a flasher gremlin. I don't need to see like every single gremlin you made do something. If I didn't have a microphone in one hand and a cup of tea in another hand, I would hotwire your chair so that when you went up the staircase, it would shoot you out the <laughs> fucking window. I can't believe you just said that. No, there should be more puppets in the movie. I get what you're saying. I told, I disagree extreme, like with extreme prejudice, but I get it. It's definitely, I feel like it, I watched it literally yesterday. Yeah. I feel like it definitely aged well. Whereas other movies with as, just as cool puppets and stuff didn't age as well. I totally buy it. It does look a little cheesy and there definitely are some sequences that could have been cut. Like it would be the same film it was if it was cut down a little bit. But I disagree. I wouldn't take a minute out of it. I love it. That movie has a couple crazy ass moments into it that makes me often wonder, who did you make this movie for? Written by John Huston. That his name? Should have looked it up before you even no, I said something. <laughs> Yeah. Written by Christopher Columbus, directed by Joe Dante. Joe Dante. Yeah. I love this movie. You said it has some wacky stuff in it for a, 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 well, it, a kid's movie, a they, puppet silly Do they fun kill movie. the dog or they just tie the dog up? They tie the dog up. The dog is okay. They okay. kill a ton of people. In my head, the dog, like when I was a kid, I remember the dog dying and then I watched it again and the dog didn't die. But that was still traumatic. This the dog dog's tied up and yes. it's, it's, he's upset and sad and that's scary. Barney. And then there's this moment in the movie where they're just like, oh yeah. And then my dad died dressed as Santa Claus, and that's how I found out Santa Claus isn't real. Oh, I did see. I didn't. I I totally was banking on the fact that you were going to talk about this whole scene where she, there's a scene where Phoebe Cates yeah. alludes to not liking Christmas. She says she does, uh, she's very touched. She won't explain it later <laughs> on after shit's going down. She says now I have another reason to hate Christmas, and she explains 
uh, we couldn't find my dad. The house started, <laughs> literally the house started to smell. They thought it was an animal and they sent people up the chimney and they pulled their dad out in a Santa suit. He went to surprise her and her mom with and a bunch of gifts. But like, wouldn't the mom know like your dad's dressed as Santa Claus? She specifically said he was going to surprise us. So I was assuming the mom was I mean, not in on the surprise. And you're like, is this a fun kids puppet movie or is this a scary story to tell in the dark? Because that's there, what it feels yeah, like. Because there is no reason. Like, it's not like later she has to climb up or down a chimney and that comes back. It's just a fucked up story. And I watched it last night and I remember that scene very clearly. Oh, dude. How- I didn't realize they get out of that scene by saying, and that's how I found out that there was no Santa Claus. I was like, yeah. that's the takeaway. The takeaway is not my dad died in a Santa costume. The takeaway is my dad died and that was the reveal that there was no Santa Claus. Spoiler alert. And then every kid in the theater whose parents brought them because they saw there was a cute little gizmo in the movie is like, what the fuck? Gremlins, thanks a lot. I'm okay if it kills some sort of high school science teacher with a syringe under a desk and we don't see it. Yeah. I'll allow that. But you just dropped a bomb on my kids. Ugh. <laughs> There's so much to talk about with Gremlins. We could go, we could do a whole Gremlins well, episode. It, we could do a Gremlins episode and its sequel. Oh yeah, but God. then you'd be like, oh, we should have cut 20 minutes out of that. <laughs> uh, no, the new batch, you could cut a whole two out. You could cut that movie from uh, existence. And be I like right. that movie, but it's not as good as the first. But anyway. It's so weird. I mean, the key and peel bit. Googly eyed Gremlins? Yeah. <laughs> it's in the movie. The original Gremlins, though, it's fun. And it is a cool Christmas movie because. Yeah. It combines two things that I've already established in this episode that I like, Christmas and horror, scary stuff, right? There are a lot, a lot, especially now, of Christmas horror movies. And I have to tell you, you and I lived together for years, right? You know how many movies I had then. Oh, we had two bookshelves full of VHSs and DVDs. And I have twice that now, and I have most of the stuff from my parents' house back up here. I have a ton of movies, and I consider myself... I will say a connoisseur of the shitty movie. We are definitely B-movie aficionados. For sure. And my favorite type of movie, period, is Christmas horror. If you could do it well, awesome. If you can't do it well and I will laugh at you, awesome. And there are quite a few movies to talk about when we look in there. You have any that spring to mind off the top of your head? Since we brought up a Christmas story, why don't we start at one that's more recent, a Christmas horror story. Love it. This is a great movie. And and here's the thing. This movie, oh man, I don't even know where to start. This is a, it's an anthology and it's what three stories with a wrapper around them that's kind of tying sure, stuff sure. together. Let me tell you how it started for me, okay? Yeah, give us a I rundown. think it was two not last year but the year before. It was Black Friday, so the day, Friday night after Christmas or after Thanksgiving. I couldn't sleep, which very rarely happens, and I was just up googling whatever, you know, bullshit on eBay or whatever that I want to look at. And like I do every year, I Google Christmas horror movie because I'm like, all right, let me see internet. Give me some suggestions because most of them I've seen, if not own. So the first thing that comes up is a Christmas horror story. And I'm like, that's new. The DVD cover art shows a like not what's a half of a centaur called like a pan type of thing, like with goat hooves on the bottom and goat horns. But the a man's upper body, he's sort of a. I mean, he wants to be Krampus. Clearly, it's supposed to be a Krampus, but it's this, it's this albino-looking creature, yeah. right? I think he's got some sort of weapon. Yeah, he has a big hook on a chain. And he's fighting a Viking-looking badass Santa Claus, right? Yeah, with a spear. So I look at this, and I'm like, the Blu-ray's only $15? I have $15, and I've never seen this. This looks great. And I, the, the smart part of me that's kept me alive all these years is like, wait a minute. It's like super late in the morning. Read a review tomorrow. 
and figure out then if you want to spend your money. So I go to sleep, I wake up. The next day I click the first website, which happens to be the Amazon like actual webpage for it. So I'm looking at reviews, but it just came out. So no one had reviewed it. The only thing there was the trailer. So I clicked it. The first shot in the trailer, okay, is a push in on the back of this badass looking Santa. He looks yeah. like he's been in battle. He looks hardcore. As the camera approaches his shoulder, he turns his head over to one side and you can see he looks ultra badass and he's got this big gash across his cheek. <laughs> yeah. It cuts from that to William Shatner in a DJ booth yelling, Merry Christmas. I hit pause add to cart, proceed to check out <laughs> right there. And I never looked back since. Oh, man. It's so good. If you notice, as William Shatner gets older, he looks more like Michael Myers. I did. I did. And I was going to say, did you notice as Michael Myers gets younger, he looks more like William Shatner? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's good. That was a good joke, Ruby. <laughs> this is a great movie, though. Awesome. For an anthology, some parts are better than others. But overall, and like, here's the thing. This movie was gliding along while I was watching. I was like, this is great. This is great. Mm -hmm. It's gliding along in a good, like a minus for me, maybe a B plus a minus at certain parts. Yep. But don't give, it, don't give anything away. But then it ends and it's a plus, 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 plus. Yeah. Like, like the end was the best part and it tied everything together, all the stories together and just was like, wow, I didn't see that coming at yeah. all. And it's amazing. What a great ending. And I got to say, usually I'm not a big anthology guys. Usually if you have two movies that are pound for pound the same, but one is a narrative, like, you know, a singular narrative story, yeah. the other one is an anthology. Usually I don't like the anthology format of a quote unquote feature film. Yeah. This movie, the way it's presented works for me. I was like, fucking I'm in. If you do a good job, it's it's worth it. Like, mm -hmm. And that's the thing. This did a great job. It, and, and it just has some great bits in it. There's there's amazing parts. We don't have to get into it because people should just go watch this movie. Sure. Normally yeah. we don't mind spoiling the shit out of things, but this is still, I think, relatively unseen enough. It's on Netflix. Yeah. No excuse. Go see it. A Christmas Horror Story. That's a really, really good one. Have you watched Black Mirror at all? No, I haven't. It's on my list of things to do when I suddenly find myself with nothing to do. It's great. It's really good. I mean, it's to me, it's like a, a, an updated Twilight Zone. It's it's as cool I've heard as great that. things about it. Is there a good Christmas one? Yes. It has a great Christmas one. It's called White Christmas Black Mirror. It's an anthology, sort of. Okay. But the end ties it all together in a way that was as good as Christmas Horror Story, but in a way that just made you go like, whoa, so creepy. But like it sets up a technology for the future. It shows you how this technology is used. And then it shows you how this technology can be used to be something awful. And like in those three stories around what, you know, these ideas and this, this, this sci-fi aspect that it's trying to play mm -hmm. was so brilliant how they did it. And I was like, that's amazing. That's super cool. What a what an awesome way to tell a story that you don't think are connected, and then mm -hmm. in the last twenty minutes tie it all together, and you're like, "Wow, they were in the same world the whole time." I've heard great stuff about that show. I just haven't seen it yet. It's really cool. You know what the Black Mirror is? It's the phone. It's the the glass. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's the glass of your phone. It's like reflecting yourself and society. So, what would you call my call it Grandpa shit? Get into the real world. <laughs> <laughs> I have a flip phone. Rumi um, still has a flip phone. Christmas horror, I feel like we would be very uh, remiss if we didn't talk about Silent Night, Deadly Night. We have to. I mean, the original. This is the, this is probably the quintessential murderous Santa Claus movie. Silent Night, Deadly Night, 1984. Yep. This is a movie that I actually didn't see till college. And the first time I saw it, 
starting in college, I started buy, <laughs> buying out video stores. I'd walk in and they'd have VHS on sale. And, <laughs> yeah. and this was one of the ones I bought. It was like, I don't know, they were giving away like five for a couple bucks or whatever. Well, because this was the era when all video stores were going out of business. Yeah, if you're like under 20 years old and you're listening to this show, video stores is a place of business that you'd walk in, <laughs> present your parents' video card, and then you, they would allow you to take a movie I was going to reference it to or compare it to a library, but you fucking don't know what a library is either. <laughs> a library is a place where hobos shower, right? <laughs> yeah. And look up porn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night, 1984. It's probably not the first Christmas horror movie ever. No. Uh, I think Silent Night, Bloody Night beat it by years, but this is Christmas one of the most, Evil too. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's true. This is one of the most well-known though. And this got um, immediately like banned from a bunch of places. It was so quick. quote unquote violent that parents like had it pulled from theaters and like, right. This should be rated X, which, and then the, the people who produced the movie were like, Oh no, we're going to use that as a badge of honor. And it's like the movie they didn't want you to see. And it did very well in the like underground, like midnight movie circuit, which is pretty like smart that. because like, if you think about it, this is 1984 that hadn't happened a lot yet. You know what I mean? So to have a movie that is banned because it's like so bad and so creepy and so yeah. like flying in the face. Like if you have the wherewithal to be like, wait, we can actually use that to our advantage as a production and say, okay, yes, we are banned. How awesome is that? Don't you want to see our movie? Because I'm not going to lie. When I first bought this on VHS, it was because in bold on the VHS tape, it said this is, and then all in caps, all in bold, it said, this is the movie that they didn't want you to see. And I read that and was like, well, fuck them. Here's my 45 <laughs> cents for this VHS video. Now, if I could just find a VCR. <laughs> no, in college, I had a VCR. Yeah, we but no, all did. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's it's killer Santa Claus, right? Yeah, and, and this is the one where he'll kill people and then be like, naughty. He says naughty and he says punish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I mean, he runs around with an axe. It has a really good, he, he takes it a topless chicken rams her onto some antlers and they poke through her stomach and then leaves her hanging there. It's a gnarly scene and it's actually a really good effect. I think mm -hmm. probably, probably as good as the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre for hanging somebody on a hook in a way that makes you go, wait, how'd they get that person up there? Yeah. And the, the effect I just, so last night mm -hmm. I watched the original silent night, deadly night and last shitty movie Sunday, a week ago, a week ago today, we watched Silent Night, which is an updated reboot, remake. It's yeah. way more brutal and violent. It's a good movie. It, it works as a horror movie, but I wanted it to be a shitty horror, Christmas horror, I think. And it was not that. It was a good horror movie. They did a very similar, almost the same thing where a guy picks up a girl and slams her on the antlers. It did not look as good no, as they the, didn't do the as version from the 80s, for S sure. Silent Night, I do give him points because he, he gets a flamethrower, and that's pretty rad. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't execute your antler stab as good, but you fucking fry people with a flamethrower. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they have a pretty good head split in that movie too. In in the in the reboot, oh, that's true. Yeah, they do. Hits that the, guy the effects with the axe. are good. It's good. It's it's a little cheesy for me, but it is good. It is it is a good movie. But I, there's something about it. It doesn't have a certain charm that a 1980s four killing Santa Claus movie has. There's something about it, just the way it looks, the way it's acted, the way they tried to execute it. There's a charm to Silent Night, Deadly Night sure. that is hard to replicate. And I feel like that's you and I being the cinephiles that we are and loving that yeah. era of movie, you know, from like the early 70s to maybe the maybe 91, 92, there was a type of movie that was made that I don't think is made before or since. And these movies fall into that category. You, you mentioned Christmas Evil. That was 1980. 
Yeah. Uh, I, essentially the same. I mean, not essentially the same premise, but very, very similar. We, right? we just watched this one. My wife and I just watched Christmas Evil and it's slow. It's, it's, it's slower, definitely. But it's interesting because it's about a man who the beginning, most of the movie, he's running around spying on children and then like writing down whether they're good or bad. Right. And you realize you're like, holy shit, Santa's creepy, real or fake. It's creepy that he's spying on children and just like monitoring what they do. So this guy's like running around like spying on kids, writing down in big books whether they're good or evil. And like as his Christmas gets shittier, like people keep like people keep giving him shit and giving him shit. And he kind of has a break with reality and he dresses up as Santa Claus Mm -hmm. and then goes on like crazy spree all throughout the night. But there's a weird moment in this movie where he's pissed off enough people, killed enough people, threatened enough people that a torch mob sort of gathers. And you're like, this is 1980. Where are the torch mobs coming from? We haven't had, like, I feel like the torch mob died off with the digital era. Like, once we had color movies, torch mobs died. Like, in my head, there's a guy sitting on a corner next to a torch stand that was like, I remember when you had a mad scientist in your town and he made an abomination. You just picked up some torches and burnt down his castle. Nowadays, you just send a goddamn tweet. I, I don't know how to respond to any of that. <laughs> You're not incorrect. There's a lot of shit in that movie, though, that happens that is not close to real life. I wish the guy you just did was in that movie. <laughs> Get your torches, kids. Yeah. It's, oh, a, it's, <laughs> it's a fun ass movie. It's got a cool little ending. It's got some good depths. It's definitely slow. When I was reading the, the tagline for it, it said the mob chases him. And I was waiting for him to run afoul of like the Italian mafia. Hey, there's a Santa Claus <laughs> over here killing people. I'm going to give you a present you can't refuse. Right. I mean, and and then when I was like, when a torch mob showed up, I was like, oh, that kind of mob. But here's the weird thing. The end of this movie is like shot for shot. The end of Birdman. That's true. And actually, I'm not going to lie. Watching Birdman the first time I thought of that movie because it kind of ends. The movie gets a little bit. uh, uh, Christmas Evil gets a little bit surreal at times. And when you start to like read bullshit online, it becomes like there's a there's at least fan theories, I don't know if they're confirmed or not, that at a certain point in the movie, you're not seeing what re- is really happening. You're seeing what he's thinking is happening. Oh, so maybe the torch mob is not real? I guess, but no, I think they're real. <laughs> they're like, oh, you've killed far too many people in this town for us to sit quietly or or dispense with civil justice. <laughs> I'm like, it's like the only thing you're missing is a pitchfork. <laughs> the best part of that movie, I think, and I wait the whole movie to see it, there's a cameo by the mom from Home Improvement. Yeah. Okay. She plays a mom. He is looking in uh, the 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 creepy Santa's looking in someone's window, and the boy sees him. Yeah. And he's like, "Mom, mom, Santa Claus, Santa Claus!" And she's trying to pull him into the car, like they yeah. have shit to do, and she's not having it. And she just fucking backhands him. She slaps the shit out of for Moss. no reason. Yeah. And like, I got my fair share of slaps that I think were undeserved. Yeah. This kid did not deserve the, I mean, Maybe he was being a real dick all day. Well, and that was the straw the same, that broke the camel's this back. This is the same kid when creepy Santa's like, what do you guys want for Christmas? Like, one girl's like, a dolly. One kid's like, a toy truck. A kid, this kid goes, a lifetime subscription to Penthouse. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Smack! <laughs> and did you know that the uh, this is, I think this is a fairly well-known fact. I know it. I don't know if you know it, Rooms, but I'll tell everybody who hasn't. The guy who plays the creepy Santa's name is Brandon Maggart. Yeah. Do you know his who his daughter is? No. Fiona Apple. Yeah. And oh wow. So 
His family is real famous. Moving on. <laughs> we will spoil this movie. The end of this movie, he's driving away from Torch Mob. In his van? In his pedo van, yeah. That he is painted. Oh, we got a magic sleigh on the side. It has a sleigh. He paints a Santa sleigh on the side of it. And his brother's chasing him. His brother is played by the guy who ended up being Dale in The Walking Dead and the sheriff in the Blob remake. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So he's driving his his windowless van with a sleigh painted on the side <laughs> down the, the road while everybody's chasing him. And his brother's chasing him like, no, come back. No, I can help you. Blah. And he, he hits some ice and swerves and crashes through the guard railing on a bridge. Mm-hmm. But instead of the van falling like you'd expect... The van takes off into the sky and he goes, ho, 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 and like flies away like a real sleigh flying around the moon. Mm-hmm. And the brother looks up into the sky with that Emma Stone oh. Birdman face going like, oh, wow. But like, I mean, I think he crashed into the water. Now, here's died. the thing. And listeners at home, when you watch that movie again, listen mm-hmm. to that scene. When he crashes through the guardrail, after he crashes through the guardrail, and the van is going up in the air, yeah. not touching anything. You hear a giant crash. You hear a crash. And so splash, there's like yes. there's there's theories that what we're seeing at that point is what he's imagining. He imagining ascends to the stars. Yeah, but actually he crashes and cra- dies. Yeah, obviously <laughs> leaving the mob nothing to torture. Um, <laughs> like let's go get that other mad scientist. <laughs> Christmas Evil, Silent Night, Deadly Night. There's endless movies of killer Santas. I mean, one that I love, probably I love the first 20 minutes better than the rest of the movie. I already know what you're going to say. Santa's Slay. Fucking love that movie with a Viking Goldberg Santa. Goldberg. Yeah. The wrestler Goldberg. There's nothing Santa. in that movie I don't like. I it's mean, amazing. He doesn't have a reindeer. What does he have, Rumi? A bison. A bison. A, like albino bison. The first 10 minutes, it's like I a shitty- I believe fire as well. Yes. It, it's a shitty family dinner where everybody's arguing and pissed at each other. And it's got Fran Drescher- it's got Monkey Boy from SNL. Yes. James Kahn yeah, is there. James Kahn. It's ridiculous. And they're having this obno- like, you know, when you watch a horror movie and it sets up these characters where the, the movie's like, listen, audience, these people are dicks. They're going to get killed. Yeah. We just want you to hate them first. Yeah. That's what this dinner is. And he shows up and kills everybody, kills Chris Kattan, kills Fran Drescher, kills awesome. James Kahn. Awesome. And it's amazing. It's it, like everything about the first 20 minutes is just a riot. And then it get like the movie's solid. It has really great moments and kills in it, but like I don't think you can beat the first twenty minutes. Well, of this it movie. just that it that movie opens with a knockout punch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the climax is good and everything, <laughs> Wait, but that one Goldberg's scene is better. M- mega move, like <laughs> a Goldberg he, suplex. He, oh, he did. He did do a couple wrestling moves in it, but yeah. it just that that whole opening segment is amazing. But the movie's great. It's a little slow at times, but it's really really good. Yeah, I give it major fucking points to. Later on in the movie, I would say end of the second act, beginning of the third act, they tell the origin story. Like they let you oh, know what's up. Yeah. How do they do it? Rumi? They do it as like an old Christmas claymation. And, and it's and awesome. Like you don't see it coming. And I'm like, okay, if you're doing that, you're A, a good filmmaker, B, paying homage to everything that we grew up watching. Yeah. And now you're turning it on its ass to make this funny ass claymation about this evil Santa. It's like, so good. Awesome. I'm totally on board with that. You did fucking great. I love that movie. That's a good one. And and while we're talking about like things that took the stuff that you liked and kind of repackage it, how do you feel about 2015's Krampus? I want to be like, ah, shit. Nice try. Really? 
Oh, yeah, because I no, I love this movie. Love atmospherically it. great posters, marketing great. The fact that it attacked that before it became like cool, like now there's a thousand Krampus movies on Amazon, and most great. of them suck. This one wasn't bad. It really built pretty well, but then like there wasn't a lot of Krampus. There was like evil toys and okay shit okay. happening outside. I, I'll I'll give you my biggest complaint about this movie is the design of Krampus himself, mm-hmm. but. The things that it makes up for it, it has a claymation moment in it. Like when they're telling the history of like the the grandma who knows what's going on has uh-huh. a claymation moment. It has diehard references everywhere. There's a moment where the evil like predator face clown is climbing into the ducks and like yes. there's a there's there, there there's a diehard moment when the kid gets sucked into hell. He does the Hans Gruber fall. Mm-hmm. Awesome. There's a moment where the Christmas tree catches on fire, like Griswold Family Christmas, National Lampoon's Christmas. They have that moment. They have like a gremlins moment with the gingerbread men trying to stab him. Like there's all these homages to the movies. There's like a home alone moment when they have the shitty dinner and the kids start fighting. Like, but that should be called Christmas scary movie, not Krampus. Krampus should be about Krampus. I guess. But the fact that it was wrapped in this Krampus, I mean, I, I I didn't like the design of Krampus. He's like wearing a Santa face. And I was like, I wanted to see what Krampus looked like. I wanted him to be a Krampus and not right. Whatever that is, whatever that is. But the fact that there's so much practical effects in this, the fact that there was so much disregard for, you know, we're going to kill kids. We're going to kill kids all day in this movie. Like sucking fat kids up the chimney, never but to then, be seen like, again. Didn't spoiler alert everyone who hasn't seen the movie and like get off your ass. It's like five years old already. Didn't the end like, oh, it's all a dream because it's but like we're also in a snow globe or something because it, like in Christmas Carol, the, the, you know, the Charles Dickens, a Christmas Carol, you know, he has this horrible dream and dies and then wakes up and it's Christmas morning and everything's mm-hmm. better. And he has a chance to do better. The, the snow globe thing. I don't see that as like, they're not like trapped in hell. I just saw that as Krampus being like, that's my souvenir for like fixing all you assholes. Those are all the people that he's had to go fuck up. I see. Are they, are they trapped in there for real though? Or is that like a, I see it still being the the Christmas Carol ending. They have mm. a second chance, and that globe is just Krampus's like representation of. Oh, it's then his I have souvenir. to then I have to shit on your killing kids thing because if you kill a kid and bring him back, you didn't kill a kid. No, but it's like like a Christmas Carol. Like when you kill a kid, Rumi, you kill that kid. No, Tiny Tim didn't die. Are you ripping on Tiny Tim dying in Christmas Carol not coming back? No, Christmas Carol is great, but I'm the I don't. I don't give Christmas Carol props for killing a kid because he didn't die. I give them double props for making me think they killed a kid and then giving me a second No, that just means you're stupid, Ruby. That doesn't mean the literature is good. (laughs) No, you're you're right. I see what you're saying. And I guess as a, you know what I guess it is? As a device, if you use it well and the device works and the overall thing works, then great. In Krampus's case, I don't think that's the case. Or when you, I don't know, you see a movie, like, when people turn into zombies and you're like, oh, fuck, that kid turned into a zombie. And they're like, oh, no, there's a cure. There's no fucking cure. But that's different. That's a zombie mythos. We're not talking about <laughs> Christmas magic. <laughs> We're talking about Krampus, Rumi. <laughs> keep, keep your shit straight. I just, I wanted more from it. Um, okay. I mean, okay. But for me, that is like instant Christmas classic because it hits all the notes of my favorite Christmas movies, mm-hmm. including Die Hard. Did you know that's a Christmas movie? Oh, now that I think about it. Um, well, let me ask you this, because here's another movie that I kind of went in with the same expectations and kind of walked out yeah. with uh, better better feelings at the end, but similar. Did you see Rare Exports? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Rare Exports. It's from 2010. It is from... It's a Finnish Christmas horror movie from 2010. 
And I remember there was a, a good little bit of buzz for it before it came out. I was real happy to grab it. I was excited to watch it. It looks beautiful. Acted beautiful. I think it's paced really well. You've seen it, right? Oh, yeah. It, it, it's these guys, who these reindeer farmers or reindeer butchers, I guess, butcher farmers in, I guess it's Finland. Does Finland border Russia? Because that, that was a whole plot line. Yeah, I'm going to look up Finland while I'm talking. We know our geography. I don't have to worry about Finland unless I go to find Santa Clauses. <laughs> if Google Maps can be trusted. Aren't we part of Russia now, technically? Oh, I don't want to get political. Uh, Finland is... Right next to Russia, there's a whole thing about that. The movie starts on with, with these American and other, I believe, British and other nationality scientists on top of a giant mountain. Yeah. They figure something is trapped in ice in the middle of the mountain. They're going to try to get it out. Yeah. Cuts from them to the story of these, these reindeer butchers and reindeer farmers. And most of the story is told through the eyes of this little boy. He starts to figure out that like shit's going down. They find a, hundreds of, of dead reindeer, murdered reindeer. He sees bare man foot, barefoot, barefoot man, bare man, bare man footprints, <laughs> bare man pig, barefoot man, human footprints outside of his second story window. Yeah. And it looks like Santa Claus is coming after this kid, right? To, yeah. And they, they pepper in like he looks in books and blah, blah, blah. And as the movie progresses, they catch this naked old man who looks dead. He's not really dead. He doesn't seem to care what any of the men are doing until the boy comes in the room and then he's given the boy the evil eye. And you're like, fuck, did these guys catch Santa? Well, it turns out that this naked Santa Claus is one of many naked Santa Clauses. And there's many scenes of many naked Santa Claus, old men. Yeah, and what, what the scientists have uncovered is like a giant Krampus demon inside of ice. And it turns out like that is the real form of Santa Claus. Now they go to this. They, they, eventually, the, the the reindeer farmers go up to this mountain. Yeah, they, there's nobody there anymore. No humans. All the little skinny guys. They are technically elves. Yes, they are attacking these guys, attacking the kid. They run into this big hangar, which has a giant block of ice. It essentially looks like there's a bantha in there. Yeah, it's a huge hunk of ice with just two horns coming out. You can't see it. There's no good thing. And then you're like, oh, shit. These guys are Santa's helpers. They've been stealing bad kids, putting them in potato sacks and bringing them to this ice thing. Yeah. So all these kids are in sacks laying around trapped and they've stolen heaters and ovens and they're trying to thaw him out. Thaw him out. Yeah. Which is a pretty cool concept. It's a good concept for me. But I feel like, again, as much props as I gave the movie during my introduction of it. I feel like it falls apart. In Do they ever thaw out the monster? No. No. If you're going to show me a giant monster in an ice block, you better fucking get him thawed out and show me that Not shit. Not even a little. Like, you see a little bit through the ice. You can't even make out his exact shape or what it is. And then there's like... The like, you sit through a good hour and a half of old Santa butt and you don't get a Krampus out of it. old Santa dong. Yeah, lots of Just, old Santa. And running, so they're... <laughs> the movie does a great job of crafting tension and it does a great job of like I and this is like when we bitched when I bitched about it it was like creepy creepy yell in your face no that's not that's not scaring it this is like creepy creepy and then they look around the corner and there's nothing there there's nothing there. or there's they look around the corner and there's something else that goes creepy 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 you need some sort of payoff and it had the bones for it because they get to this this big hangar you now see that creature, whatever it is, trapped in the ice. 
And then you have the elves are also attacking the building that they've now tried to like, you know, barricaded themselves in. And they come up with this plan to take all the children out in a helicopter, like suspended from a, a net in a helicopter, which lures away all the oh naked all, dudes. All the creepy dudes are like, oh, let me get those children. They're like chasing them as they're dangling them which off is of like, the helicopter. That's, that's fine and everything, but like, what is the sense of peril? Who Who is in peril? And they're, while uh, they're doing that... Do you want your kids to be caught by naked Santa Claus? No, they were in the helicopter. What was going to happen? <laughs> and even if those guys, the, the elves caught them again, all they were going to do was bring them back to the ice sculpture. Yeah. And while they're doing that, the grown-ups were putting dynamite on the ice sculpture, which they then just blow up. And it's like, once they blow up, all the nude, <laughs> the old nude guys just like our deprogrammed battle droids. They just kind of like slump over. And it's a, so that, I feel like that was a shitty climax, but then the ending is good, although it very much promotes human slavery. What, what's the ending? So the ending is now they literally have all these old men in a pen. Yeah. And they make a, like a Santa Claus company. So they show all these men now later in time, uh, learning how to be Santa Clauses. So they have like a regular human and a regular human boy and the human is dressed like Santa Claus petting them and showing them like, be nice to children. I forgot and that it shows ending all those. Altogether. Yeah, it's a great thing. And that's the whole thing. That is the rare export. So then they're shipping these old men who used to be elves and now can be like ostensibly like mall Santa Clauses or something like that. Because they like literally they show one or two different things of them training to learn how to give children presents, to learn how to, you know, pat them nicely on the head and sit them on your lap. But like they show that with the main characters of the movie demonstrating that while other main characters from the movie are walking up and down the line of old men with guns over their shoulders. And when one makes a mistake, he smacks him and he says something like, you know, knock it off, old man. You're like, that's slavery. Are you paying Whoa, them? Oh, creepy. It's a great idea, though, if you don't take human life into account. Wow. Um, I didn't know that that movie had such a dark. I, I don't even remember that ending. It's very forgettable. I, I mean, that, that, that part is good. I, I remember the helicopter lure bit because I was Stupid. like, look at this giant wave of naked old men running yeah, after this. <laughs> your whole brain was like, eh, whatever. That's the part I remember. Whatever. <laughs> they could have, like, they needed the Krampus. Like, I guess you could have all that stuff happen. But still, when they went to blow up the ice thing, he needed to be thawed out. They needed to fight Krampus. Yes, it should They could have yes. still blown him up with dynamite. Agreed. You he just needed been, Krampus. Even if you say, like, just fast forward one hour into his de-thaw yeah. so that he was almost out. Because then I'm like, oh no, is he going to get out? As it was, I was like, he's fucking ice. Like, They've already lured the old man away. No problem. They do a good job of being like, this is very bad if he gets out. But they should have had, like, even if it was just a, a few moments of a person in a costume made to look giant coming sure. out of this thing, yeah. and then they blow him up. Have him kill one person. Flick him against a wall. Pow. I thought the same thing. I thought if you could get him out halfway, maybe he's still feet are frozen, he could have grabbed somebody, killed them, and then they could have blew him up. Yeah. Or, mm. or someone, one of the main characters could have sacrificed themselves as a killer, whatever. Well, you know, Rumi, America hates reading their movies, so we could remake this movie, potentially. Oh, I didn't read a <laughs> word of this. I haven't, I don't know what happened in the story because I didn't read any of the dialogue. <laughs> America loves to remake stuff. There's a couple times where there, there's characters that speak English. Those parts I understood. Everything else, as far as multiple Santas goes, bring it back a little bit. Do you ever see Don't Open Till Christmas? No. Really? We never watched that shitty movie? It's 1984. It might be English, an English movie, but it kind of is different than the other ones because it's not about a killer Santa Claus. It's about a guy who kills people in Santa Claus costumes. 
So he's like running around the city killing people that are like Salvation Army people, small <laughs> Santas, stuff like that. It definitely... What is he dressed as? Easter Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's just a guy. I don't remember at the end if there's a reveal of what he... I mean, clearly his mom had sex with Santa and that's why he's evil. That's what happens in every one of these movies. Every one of these if movies. If you fucking don't believe me, look it up. Every single one. But it's, it also is like a heavy police presence in that. Like the people trying to catch him, if I don't remember. If I remember correctly, is a B story that they like keep going, cutting back and forth to. It's good. We've done it for shitty movie a couple of times. Uh, I know I've asked the real Santa Claus to bring that to me on DVD. So Santa, if you're listening, Rumi's doing all the fucking cursing. I haven't really said that much bad shit. (laughs) (laughs) Santa, barring that, if you don't have any of those DVDs, if you could get me some teeth. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But don't open till Christmas is good. And also, it's trying to be a real movie. It's not Santa's sleigh. It's not even Silent Night, Deadly Night, which was trying to capitalize on, you know, the cult phenomenon of what it probably knew it was going to get that. Um, don't open till Christmas is not, but it has some great kills in it. It's not Silent Night where it's trying to have different kills every time, but there are some interesting kills, some interesting situations. I really, really like that movie. Hmm. I'll have to give this one a watch. I, we need to watch this. Another one. I mean, this one I think is probably one of the better movies that we're going to talk about, but Black Christmas. Black Christmas is one of my favorite horror movies. I would say for sure, top 10 horror movie, maybe, maybe top five. I love and you're talking about the original, the original 74, right? 74 Black Christmas. Love it. I love it. Love it. I can't say anyth- I can't say enough good shit about it. Yeah. I, I just saw this maybe last year and it was, I was really blown away by it. It's For the first time last year? First time. It was well-crafted, great suspense, good setup, some, some really like surprising kills that you don't expect coming mm-hmm. and then they just hit you with it. And then you never really see the killer, but the, the little reveal they give you is this woman is opening a door. She sees a dead body and then she realizes the killer is behind the door that her hand is yep. on. And she looks to the gap in the door between the hinges and you just see this guy's eye. And it is, yeah. it's really freaky. It's, it's very really scary. It's a very scary on a subtle level. It's not trying to be in your face. There's very few jump scares. It's more like, yeah, that you see... You never see the killer's face in the whole thing. It's really well done. A lot of phone calls, scary phone calls, which this yeah. is like a movie that I wouldn't want to see in a theater because I think a lot of people would laugh at it. But I, the stuff they're laughing at, I think is fucking scary. I think it's scary as shit, some of those well, phone calls and the stuff. The way he calls people, he has a very creepy voice. Well, he has a couple voices that he does, but it's... Billy! It's, yeah, creepy Billy. And as we said in the Famous Monsters podcast we did about Halloween, mm-hmm. Black Christmas is a spiritual precursor to John Carpenter's Halloween. That. Yeah, because it's uh, this was four years before the original Halloween. This is one of those movies, too, like, and I feel this way about everything that I love. Movies, specifically horror movies, comic books. You know, like, Jack Kirby was very important to comic books, and I yep. can see how important, but I really don't care. Citizen Kane, super important how that was for some sort of narrative film. I love that. This was one of the first that started the genre of this type of horror movie. Yeah. And I can't get enough of it. It's just like, it's the greatest history lesson to watch this type of movie. I mean, basically, just to give a quick plot or overview, it's a guy escapes a mental institution, sneaks into the attic of a sorority house, kills a girl with a bag over her head, Mm -hmm. and then starts doing these creepy prank phone calls 
to just terrorize these people. And then and we, we, the, we, the audience know he's living in their attic. No, they don't yeah. know. And, and every couple scenes he'll creep down and kill another person. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really scary. And then after he kills him, he makes a phone call and calls him from inside the house again. Oh man, it really is creepy. There's a whole mystery thing too there because we, as the audience think it could be this boyfriend. It could be this yes. teacher. It, you, like you don't know who the killer is. And, and the thing is, is the main characters in the movie are doing the same thing. They think it's a boyfriend. They think it's the other guy mm-hmm. but the audience is like no it's not that guy it might be this guy and you think they're making the wrong decisions and and it, it's really well it's so done. good it's really really well crafted and the end is really creepy too they do a great job with oh that. yeah yeah if you haven't seen it it's a it, it really is it's a great movie cuddle up with your kids uh as you wait for jolly old saint nick like i said that movie is not only a great christmas movie not only a great horror movie it is one of the best horror movies i think i've seen so swinging in a complete other direction okay you ever seen a little piece of cinematic history called Jack Frost? <laughs> <laughs> you mean the movie with Michael Keaton where he dies and comes back as a snowman to comfort his son? No, that movie sucked. This movie is called <laughs> Jack Frost. <laughs> it's 1997. So I think it was a, a I think it was a year before. Yeah, a year before the Michael Keaton one. There's a murderer, Jack Frost, <laughs> on his way to death row. Yeah. His prison truck crashes into a genetic experiment truck <laughs> merges his dna with the snow is it the tgri mutant goo from Ninja turtles they could not afford that <laughs> <laughs> but lo and behold he becomes the mutant killer snowman and is a, a guy in a snowman suit slash uh, puppet who kills in holiday and snowman related ways. Yeah, he stabs people with carrots and icicles and stuff. It's it's pretty solid. It's, it's a pretty solid. Fucking awesome. It does not have the finesse and the wherewithal and the beauty that Black Christmas does. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean it has Shannon Elizabeth in it. It's bonkers. It's a bonkers banana movie. Sled, sled kills, a kill with an axe in a very unconventional way. You would not have thought it would be the axe could be used that way. <laughs> um it was actually Shannon Elizabeth's first role. There's fake snow up the goddamn yin yang. Yeah. It's one of those movies that like kind of like lives in a cartoony world. Yeah. Like at one point they're all attacking him with hair dryers. But it's filmed very com- like comedically, like it's a joke. Yeah. But also there's other times where it's trying to be a convincing horror movie. It doesn't take itself too seriously, which, how can you? No, and I feel like a movie like that, it would, if you take it so seriously and you look stupid, I'll laugh at you and it'll make it enjoyable. Yeah. But that movie walks, I think, correctly. It walks the fine line of like, look, we're going to make a scary movie. There's going to be a couple scares, but it's mostly going to be fun. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't a horror movie. You're not really yeah. going for horror. But yeah, it doesn't take itself seriously. I love this movie. How do you feel about sequel? Jack Frost in Malibu? Uh, Jack Frost 2, The Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman, where they go to, I don't know, like the Bahamas, like the Caribbean. Like yeah. They go somewhere down there. That one, I also like. I won't say love. That one's stupid as fuck. It's way shittier. Way shittier. But like, if you were dumb <laughs> enough to hit play on Jack Frost 2, and the subtitle of that movie is The Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman, yeah. what the fuck did you expect it, it, it delivers on what you want for that sequel the but effects are good the, the acting good. is stupid the premise is stupid everything is stupid they got a lot of the principles from the first one i love the cover of the original jack frost because it was a lenticular cover Correct. That, as you walked past it, you went from a like happy cute snowman to like evil skull face yep. snowman 
It's pretty yep. good. I love that. I really like the first Jack Frost is pretty fun. It's so great. Yeah, it's and got he's got good. all like I ain't fucking frosty. He's got all these great lines. Oh, he definitely talks like he's Chucky. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like the self-aware killer who's like yeah. looking at the camera a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> wink, wink, wink. <laughs> There's a kid in that movie who makes oatmeal cookies, I guess, for his dad using antifreeze. Ah, oh, it's okay. So <laughs> that, that part has nothing to do with the snowman. <laughs> He goes, I made special. Moving on, there's there's something that I was just turned on to by one of our fans uh, when, when we were talking about Christmas horror movies. Mm-hmm. One of our fans, Puke Drool, he sent us the suggestion of Treevenge, and I had never seen this movie. Oh, really? It's a short. It's on YouTube. You can find it. Yep. And that was great. It was a great short about Christmas trees that are like, no, we're not into this, and they start killing people. I saw that like when it just came out, and I, it was one of those things where you're like, oh, fuck, I wish I'd thought of that. Like, what a great <laughs> idea. Yeah. Very simple. I mean- not to, to 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 put aside what work anybody did, but it was very. It doesn't look like they reinvented the wheel. No. You know what I mean? It's a short thing. It's written well. It's acted well. It's the effects are good. Yeah, and it was like a bloody. smart idea. Yeah. yeah, it was exactly what it should have been. It was a great idea. That's a good one. You said you had one more. What's another one you got? Probably one of my absolute favorite Christmas horror movies of all time. <laughs> Elves. <laughs> it brings about the plot that Nazi. One of the Nazis' plan of the Third Reich was to genetically engineer elves that would have sex with virgins which would make like the uber master race and this is we learn this through a girl who's clearly like 35 but supposed to be like a teen she's supposed to be a virgin for sure and i'm pretty sure she's in like high school her grandfather is a nazi old nazi scientist in a wheelchair and you're not quite sure if he was like not a good nazi but like was he for this genetic experiment bullshit or not regardless the elves come back and are like hunting her and the elves are terrible little hand puppets. They look like Boglins. Remember Boglins? Yes, they do look like Boglins. <laughs> and there's only, oh there's only actually one puppet, but there's some, we're supposed to believe that there's multiple. Yeah. She and her friends, because this is some shit you do, lock themselves in the department store that they work at, like a Macy's, yeah. for the night. It's like, when I say Macy's, it's like Macy's wouldn't fucking look at this store. It's, it's big lots. Yeah. <laughs> And part of what they do is dress up in lingerie and like walk around the store at night. That's their fucking plan. <laughs> this episode of the Launchpad Podcast definitely not brought to <laughs> brought you by Big Lots. <laughs> the girls and their only savior is uh, Dan Haggerty. Grizzly Adams himself? Yep. Fucking he, love me some Grizzly Adams. Luckily, he plays the down and out security guard who's there to save them. Um, but the show is really stolen in the first scene or two when she's taking a shower and her little brother, complete in head to toe, green Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle costume pajamas. I don't know if you had them. I definitely did. It came with a purple Donatello headband. Yep. Your chest looked like the turtle. Yep. He jumps in, pulls the shower curtain back, and it's like a, a setup like at the beginning of Fun House where you think it's a killer. Yeah. He pulls that shit open, takes a picture of her naked. She starts yelling at him and grabbing him and stuff on the bed. And he goes, my sister has really big fucking tits and I'm telling everyone I saw him and runs out. And you're like, <laughs> why would you do that? Why, uh, why, why are you doing this one? Why would you tell people that you did it too? Do you, <laughs> what is going on here? Like he like missed the first couple lessons of brother school. Yeah. Like number one, your sister is gross. gross. <laughs> Always. Forever gross. Period. No yeah. matter what, especially periods. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Elves, one of my absolute favorite, favorite, favorite movies. That seems to happen a lot. I, I That just brought up like at least three or four other brothers uh, seeing sisters naked movies and, or and not being creeped out enough about it. Like being correct. Skeevy about it. Yeah. No, they, they love it. <clears throat> they love it. If you ever that's and that's the key. Like we talked a couple episodes about 
if you ever get invited to a dinner and one of your friends is not there, like yeah. noticeably not there, you're, you're, eating, you're eating them. them. If you're ever walking around and suddenly you're like, I want to go see my sister's tits, you're probably about to get murdered. So be <laughs> careful. <laughs> PSA. Launchpad PSA. What do you think? You want to uh, initiate a countdown here? Yeah, let's do it. All right. For our Launchpad podcast, Pulp Culture Countdown, the five best Christmas horror movies. At number five, we're putting in the 2015 Krampus because I think of all the ones we talked about, it is probably one of the better Krampus movies. I know Matt is not as jazzed about it it's as It's one I of the am. better Krampus movies. I'm, I'm letting you put, on the, put this on here as like a Christmas gift. Like this is that's your Christmas present. Oh, <laughs> you thanks, man. You can put man. this on the list. I appreciate it. I love this movie. I think it's definitely a good time. I love... I, I almost love its nostalgia and its references more than the Krampus itself. Sure. But... I mean, it messes up some kids, and I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, well, uh, that's part of the Christmas spirit, right? Yeah. Fuck those kids up. Uh, I like that Krampus brought Christmas horror to the mainstream. I didn't do a great job of it, but I thought it did pretty good. A movie that I like much more, but is not as well known as Krampus, comes in at number four. We have Santa Slay, starring Bill Goldberg. <laughs> uh, you got a Viking Santa Claus just destroying people. He breaks a stripper pole off the, the floor, hits a guy with it, gives it to the guy, kicks it up into the light so the guy gets electrocuted through the stripper <laughs> pole. Uh, I mean, come on. It's, it's amazing. It's a really, really fun movie. Super over the top. Uh, it's, it, it, you're going to laugh the whole time you watch it. Check that out. Santa Slay number four. At number three, we have the Joe Dante Christmas classic Gremlins. Great, great movie. It's a great movie. It's a great kids movie. It's a great scary movie. It's well, a great Christmas movie. Well, if they're old movie. enough not to care about Santa Claus, because that shit gets ruined, son. Does she say that's when I don't believe? Yeah. When I, but she Found say out that's Santa when I, isn't real. She drops the bomb. That's what she bomb. says. She doesn't say that's when I stop believing. Oh, you're no, right. She, she does drops say that. the bomb shit. straight up. Knows that Santa isn't real. Yeah, bright light, bright light. Kids are like, oh, that guy got killed. Oh, all those people got killed. Oh, all those people got... Wait, there's no Santa? <laughs> Yeah, that's the moment that would ruin your childhood. <laughs> no, I would turn that, what you just said, on the opposite. That's how I'm going to tell my kids. <laughs> the last year they believe in Santa, they'll get that movie. And I'd be like, listen, we got to discuss what we just watched. Daddy, your gremlin's real. No, no, you're missing the point here. That girl's father was dead in the <laughs> chimney. Yeah. She was aware of that because she smelled his decaying body. <laughs> But you know what, Matt Jr.? That wasn't the worst part. <laughs> Gremlins, number three. Coming in at number two, we got Silent Night, Deadly Night. Cult classic. It is the movie that they didn't want you to see. Um, you see, moms, when you complain about stuff, it just makes us do it harder. <laughs> That's true. Seriously, everything my mom told me she didn't Eat want me to do in my core. life, I didn't do it. Um, it's so good. It's, it's the perfect era it's done really well done uh i was gonna put uh, christmas evil in this spot but christmas evil has it's great it's got a little pacing problems and stuff this doesn't this is exactly what you want yeah. it to be and uh i gotta give a special shout out to the box return of the jedi toys in the toy store that he works it's always cool to see that shit <laughs> like as set deck it's pretty neat <laughs> classic toy store all right at number one we have probably one of the most influential films on this list. I don't think it gets enough credit. I don't think it's well enough known, but Black Christmas, the precursor to all the slasher genres, one of just the blueprints of 
scary stalker horror movies, but also a great Christmas movie. Black Christmas is Rad. It's so awesome. The original, 1974. I've tried the remake. Have you watched the remake? I didn't. I saw the remake first and it didn't bother me. It's not... You know, it. I, I that doesn't stick to my head. Nothing about that movie stuck out to me. Watching the original, you're like, wow, this is this this is crafted. This I is couldn't. Amazing. I I I've seen the original, and then I watched. The, I was excited for the remake. The remake to me was like, and I like Rob Zombie as a mu- musician, I guess, but and I like one of his movies, but I thought it was like Rob Zombie trash, which just like the beginning of Black Christmas was just so over the top of like this family hates each other, and it's like. Yeah. I know people like that exist, but A, I don't want to spend my time watching them and be like, you can't figure out a better way to move this movie along than to have people literally act like monsters to each other. It's like, yeah. uh, and it's not, it wasn't even the killer. So I was like, fucking whatever. But the original, absolutely. I think that deserves the number one spot. Really? He, he, he does multiple voices. It's, it's super creepy. Yeah. Super good. All right, Rumi. That's our countdown. You ready for blast off? Yeah, you know why? Because I, I really can't stay. I uh I really must go. Maybe it's cold outside. Rumi, the answer is no. <laughs> but maybe it's cold outside. The temperature has nothing to do with whether or not I want to stay here. I'm saying that you're creepy. I've had a nice date with you, but this will be the last time I'm seeing you. I'll take your hat. Your hair looks swell. I don't think you're listening to me. I actually already have a boyfriend. He just lives in a different state. Wait, why am I a boy? <laughs> I should have said girlfriend, but in my mind, I was the girl. There you go. That's the real Christmas horror of my life. <laughs> Maybe it's cold outside. That was terrible. <laughs> Let's blast this thing off. Don't hit that lap. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Rumi. Merry Christmas, Room. Merry Christmas, one and all. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Lift off. We have a lift off.